Welcome to Authentico. This is Gabriela. And Junior. Back to the drawing board. This podcast is created with you in mind, the Latino professional and business owner determined to succeed. Por eso conversamos en dos idiomas and discuss a wide range of topics. As diverse as our audience and provide you with tools and resources. Esperemos que les guste. All right. So we are officially live right now. Uh, this is Junior Lara with Authentico Podcast, and this is our fourth roundtable discussions. For those of you that are new to our our podcast and our page, we have roundtable discussions una vez al mes, en el primer martes de cada mes. Miércoles. Miércoles, ¿qué dije? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> el miércoles de cada mes tenemos un live broadcast discussion. Eso me pasa por cambiar en el... El lenguaje en mitad de oración, eh? So we have today so two really, really amazing guests that contribute a lot to the Latino community. Two very different backgrounds, but really, uh, really embody what servant leadership is about. And so, it's a lot, of, a lot of what we talked about since we started interviewing the last guest. Mm -hmm. So before we introduce them, I'm going to introduce my partner in crime, the one and only Gabriela Ramirez Arellano. Gabi, ¿cómo estás? Good, good. Uh, saludos a todos. Really excited to be here with you. Uh, tenemos una conversación extraordinaria preparada para ustedes porque los invitados traen no solo sus experiencias, pero van a compartir un poquito de sus vidas y de su filosofía para ayudarnos a crecer un poquito. Sí. La verdad, eh, algo que no, que no hemos dado cuenta de que empezamos el podcast es que, Gaby, like, hay bastante gente en la ciudad de San Luis que está haciendo cosas para cambiar la, 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 la ciudad, pero para lo mejor. Mm -hmm. And I love that we get a chance to highlight their contributions, but also, more importantly, learn a lot about their background, their story, uh, like you said, uh, uh, in the past, like challenges, lessons learned, because that is so important. I feel like it inspires the next generation of individuals who are looking to give back, to, to do more than just, you know, something like that, that benefits them. So I love that, that we get a chance to do that. Yeah, no, I think it's really important because when we talk about giving back, it's also about leaving your mark, right? So at the end of yeah. the day, what did I do to help somebody else? And so today we have two great examples of people mm -hmm. that hacen pequeños detalles, grandes detalles, pero hacen lo que pueden para mejorar la ciudad, para mejorar el lugar donde están. Sí, y lo hacen no por atención, pero porque en verdad creen en el beneficio y, y, y they really believe in what they do. You know what I mean? And I love that. Yeah. It's not so much about the attention, look at me, look at what I'm doing. Like, I love the fact that they stepped up and they wanted to be part of this roundtable discussion. But typically, based on, on what I've learned so far about, the, about these individuals, it's not about them, it's about the community. Right, right. So let's introduce so, Yeah, them yeah. Them. I mean, <laughs> without further ado, <laughs> let's introduce our first guest. So our first guest Mindy Pluma. Mindy is the finance manager at St. Louis Auto Stop. Uh, Mindy has been in the automotive industry now for over 20 years. Uh, and for the last 15 years, she has been speaking Spanish. Uh, so Mindy enjoys helping people and helping them understand uh, credit and buying them a car, uh, buying cars, but really like the whole understanding of credit, something the Latinos struggle with. So Mindy, we're happy to have you here. How are you? Awesome. So our next uh, guest is going to be Hugo Sedano Jimenez, 
O Hugo CJ, ¿cómo va él? So Hugo trabaja para Electrical Components International. Uh, he is a fellow countryman of mine, dominicano, yeah. que emigró para, para los Estados Unidos, para, ¿cómo se dice? Defiance en Missouri. Yeah. Defiance, Missouri. Defiance, Missouri. Yeah. Te trajo la familia, ¿verdad? Yeah, mi familia me okay. trajo. Yeah. Y Hugo hace algo que uh, we're really going to highlight um, during today's uh, roundtable discussion because it impacts not just the community here, uh, but also the community abroad, which I feel is so important. So, Hugo, welcome to Authentico's uh, Roundtable thank Discussion. Thank you for having us. Of course. Thank you both for being here. We really appreciate it. Yeah. So, let's start with Mindy. Mindy, <laughs> so finance manager at St. Louis Auto Stock. So, before we get to that, like, why Spanish? How did you learn to speak Spanish and why, why you, what did you stick with it? Because something about language is that if you don't, lo if you don't use it, you lose it. Your Spanish is really good. Thank you. Um, well... I guess I, I tell everybody that asked me directly, but I've never said this publicly. Um, I met my ex-husband in 2003, and mm -hmm. his English was very minimal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I had had six years of education in high school and college, and um, of Spanish education. And uh, so I knew all the words, and mm -hmm. hanging out with him and his friends just kind of helped me put them in order and pronounce them a little bit better. So, and then after all of that kind of went to the wayside, I would definitely say the music. Um, I love listening to like reggaeton or bachata, so I, you know, kind of kept it that way, I guess. Um, I've had I've had some other jobs too where I needed to use my Spanish that helped me uh, keep practicing every day too. Yeah, I also feel like it's it's a personal commitment on your end because I know that mm -hmm. you also have a show that you started, and even before you did that, then yes, uh, Facebook lives que hacías. So uh, I mean, it's mucho esfuerzo tratar de hacerlo. Simplemente porque tú quieres. Pero, sí, pero cuando empecé los videos todos, ya, ya lo conocía, no fue por mantener la lengua. Um, es, uh, me, me gusta hablar con la gente que están aprendiendo español. Porque tengo un amigo en mi trabajo y me está diciendo, pues, uh, estaba confundiendo mis, mi familia y eso porque les respondió en español. Y yo le dije, eso es un paso. Cuando, cuando ya lo aprendes español muy bien y no vas a tener que pensarlo, pero yo, yo he tenido, yo pasé meses que soñaba en español por, por estar aprendiéndolo. Um, o or, or la gente me pregunta algo y solo puedo pensar en la palabra en español. No lo, no lo agrado la, la palabra en inglés. Oh, wow. So, ya, ya he pasado esos tiempos. Solo. Ya la mente la tienes pensando solo en español. A veces sí. Qué bien. Entonces, dime, eh, eres el finance manager de St. Louis Autostop ahora. Uh, explíquenos qué, qué, qué es tu trabajo. ¿Qué haces en, en, en St. Louis Autostop? So, um, mi primer trabajo es agarrar los préstamos por, lo, por los la gente por agarrar el carro. So, en eso tienes que saber, tienes que poder leer su crédito, saber sí. los, los programas de banco, um, saber cuál carro sirve mejor para la persona y por el banco. Son sí. muchos diferentes números que tienen que ir bien. Sí. Um, y segundo, estoy agarrando gente que todavía están, que necesitan uh, carro, que todavía estoy trabajando de venta, pero es como segundo. Sí, pero también tú, tú ayudas bastante a la comunidad en eso del de, de crédito, ¿verdad? Uh -huh. 
So, entonces, tú trabajas con muchos latinos, ¿no? Sí, sí, casi siempre. Um, como todo el otro día, tenía un chavo que vino a mi trabajo y me dijo que solo quería vender el carro. Y yo le dije, pero necesitas un carro, ¿sí o no? Y, uh -huh. no, y no me quiso contestar. So, le, le siguió preguntando cosas y me dice, bueno, es que yo tengo un interés al 22% y no puedo seguir pagándolo porque no, no sirve. Yo le dije, pero cuando lo compraste, no tuviste nada de crédito. Y ahora pa ha pasado como tres o cuatro años. Le dije, ahora sí tienes crédito y lo puedes refinanciar. Uh -huh. Y lo platiquemos y yo le siguió pre preguntando si me entiende, si me, si me estoy explicando bien. Y me dijo que sí. Y luego le um, encontró dos bancos que pueden refinanciarlo. Um, todo el mundo te va a decir que puedes refinanciar en, en la agencia, pero realmente no es muy fácil. Es más fácil ir a tu banco personal o en otro banco, tal vez, um, que hace esos tipos de préstamos, pero de, no le vendió el carro, bueno, no, no le compró tampoco. Y, y me dijo, usé mi tiempo y le dio el, el consejo que debe refinanciarlo. Sí, entonces tú le diste el consejo de cómo refinanciar el carro, uh -huh. pero lo vendió, lo vendió a tu compañía o, o recibió, mira eso. No, solo uh, realmente le conoció en, um, en otra agencia. Yo estaba uh -huh. ayudando a su amigo sí. a comprar un carro sí. y me recordó de eso. Pero si, la gente siempre, siempre me pregunta qué necesito para financiar o uh -huh. um, les digo, pues si no has sacado tu ITIN, ¿por qué no lo sacas? Si mis planes de quedarte aquí, puedes sacar tu ITIN muy fácil y así puedes como establecerte en este país. Sí. Hasta la gente como yo le manda mensajes por Messenger. <risa> Oye, ¿y, ¿y qué tal son, por ejemplo, tu, tu, ha sido tu experiencia con, con la comunidad latina con eso de lo del crédito? ¿Tú crees que el, eh, el, el, se entiende qué significa el crédito, de cómo mantenerlo, o es una oportunidad que hay en, en, ese, en ese tópico? Um, so, cada vez que hablo con alguien, siento que estoy empezando de cero. Okay. So, por eso estoy haciendo los videos. Digo, oh, tienes preguntas, pues miras este video. Sí. Me lo hace más fácil. Sí, y estoy abierto con las preguntas. Quiero que entiendan. Um, no quiero que piensen que estoy solo spameando. Sí. Spamming <laughs> with my videos, right? Um, pero hice los videos porque es lo mismo. Um, y sabes, recién uh, me dio cuenta. So, yo estaba tomando un training. Y, um, y fue como dos cosas de gente que tiene problemas con su crédito. Uh -huh. Y yo le dije, eso es la misma cosa que me estaba diciendo hace 10 años. Son los mismos consejos, los mismos procesos, todo de hace 10 años. Yo dije, si es lo mismo, yo lo conozco tan bien como, no sé, it's front and the back of my hand, right? I, I know it so well, then why, why don't I just share it with everybody? Uh -huh. Because... Not everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's very important because apart from not knowing credit, a lot of Latinos, we don't know the American credit system. Yeah. Because in our countries, credit is very high or very difficult to get. And so we, we also have a different mentality about it. We were talking about it before the show, no? So, mm -hmm. I mean, like, even Junior nunca ha comprado carro mm -hmm. porque no quiere un préstamo. Exactly. Right? So it's like that burden that somebody passed down to us or maybe somehow we heard it that we shouldn't have credit. And so that's another barrier that also makes it difficult. Mm -hmm. Do you find that a lot or no? 
Um, what I do struggle with is the interest rate that comes out when, um, after we've picked out a car and we've talked about how much money they're going to put down and, um, we talk about how I'm going to get the loan with their income and, and everything else. We get all the way to the point and then I get an approval and maybe the interest rate is 22%. And they're like, wait a minute, I can't pay that. But I got you an approval. Like we've worked on this for how many hours and, and we got through all these steps. Like, why don't you want it? And it's like, I can't pay that much, but did you want it or not? Do you want the car or not? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like this is kind of, and, and I, I try to express to everybody that um, it's the same thing for the Americans too. You know, like if I didn't have my parents with really good credit on my first car loan, I would have had 22% interest also, mm -hmm. you know, like it's just how it works. You have to build up. Like you said, the guy had a couple of years under his belt. He builds his credit. Now he could do something with it. Leverage exactly. 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 Wow. And a lower payment, and then, yeah. Oye, y si alguien quiere ver los videos, por ejemplo, alguien que está viendo el podcast ahora, eh, ¿cómo estás en YouTube? Me imagino, mm -hmm. sí. ¿Cómo se llama tu página? Mindy Pluma Motores y Crédito. Mindy, <laughs> Mindy Pluma Motores y Crédito. Yeah. Ya saben. ¿Y tienes como cuántos videos ahí ya? Um, solo tengo como seis. Apenas lo empecé. Seis y creciendo. Ah, uh, sí, sí. Qué bien, qué bien. <laughs> Y ponemos el enlace, ¿no? Después. Exacto, sí lo vamos a poner, exacto. So, sí. Vamos a poner el enlace ahí, como dice Gaby, para que puedan ver la página de Mindy. Sí. Oye, y Hugo. Hugo, entonces, como, como dije cuando empezó el episodio, el, el live broadcast, dominicano, igual que yo, yeah. viniste aquí a Defiance. Mucho ha cambiado del tiempo que, muda, que te mudaste aquí, ¿no? Mucho, mucho, mucho. Desde, desde mi forma de ser, mi inglés... Mi vida, todo ha cambiado. ¿Sí? Gracias a Dios, sí. Qué bien. Y, y empezaste ahora un trabajo recientemente, Electrical Components International. Yeah. ¿Cuál es tu posición ahí? Ahí trabajo como uh, Account Coordinator. Uh -huh. So, vengo siendo el que tiene control, o va a tener, porque todavía estamos en training. Uh -huh. Voy a tener control sobre, sobre cuentas que se manejan en los uh, harnesses uh, de los carros, los... Uh, appliances que tenemos, computadoras, cosas así que necesitan el, el alambrado uh -huh. de las computadoras. So I'll be the one, the, one of the ones in my team that will be in charge of getting those cables to whatever company. So Whirlpool, GE, and some cars brands, they need those cables. So I'll be the one managing one of those accounts. Very cool. Yeah. And your clients, um, are, are they going to be, uh, I know you mentioned those companies, but are they like stationed here? Are they in other uh, countries? Uh, most of them are outside of the country. Mm -hmm. And then we have a full warehouse uh, near the border in Mexico. But, uh, you know, it's all a trader, you know, thing back and forth. ¿Y qué va a pasar? so Tú eras eh, un manager, ¿verdad? En sí. fast food industry. Ya, yeah, yo trabajé cuando uh, llegué aquí a San Luis. Uh -huh. uh, empecé trabajando en un restaurante, en Culver's. 
okay. in O'Fallon. So, you know, defiance of Fallon, that's that far I went, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, starting over there, recuerdo como ahora mismo mi manager, la que me entrevistó, me dijo, te vamos a poner en la cocina para que puedas entender más todo lo que se hace. Yo le dije, no, porque yo quiero aprender inglés. Oh. You know, so it was like a little bit of a fight back and forth until I finally got position to work in the front. Just as a runner, you know, just somebody that will run back and forth and running food and water and stuff like that. So I worked my way up, you know, and proving myself that I can, that I could learn the language and that I could adapt myself to a new environment, new language, new culture, new friends, new mm-hmm. people and everything. Uh, I went to St. Charles Community College. I learned my English in there, more like, you know, into details and writing. So uh, after a few years at Culver's, I got ascended to be a manager, you know, all of a sudden. And so I used to work then in Chesterfield. Mm-hmm. So managing. So you went Culver's. from you have to be in the kitchen to now you're well, the manager. I didn't. I didn't go in the kitchen. Right, like, no, but they wanted to put yes, you in the kitchen. Yes, Initially. yes. Google's yeah. like, no, you could open the English. <laughs> Sorry. Not this, yeah, nope. Not That's this amazing because, you know, yeah. so many times we don't stand up for ourselves. We just listen. Yeah, well, see, I, every time I have something, a problem or something that I need to solve, I want the one that I jump first. I want to face it right away, get over it, good or bad, I need to be there, period. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be, like, waiting for something to happen. You know, so I think that's that's one thing that kind of like sticks to me for any challenges that I have. It's just I jump for it. Yeah. And and speaking of jumping, um, so while you were working on mastering a new language and adjusting to a new culture, you're also teaching Spanish. Yeah, I did that around the same time. I had a part time. So they were both part time. Um, I got to the time where I had to change my uniform to go to teach Spanish at one school. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and next day I was at the restaurant. See. You know, so yeah. Uh, you know what? This is one of the things that no matter what field you are, you need to stay true to yourself and believe in yourself. I, I taught Spanish because one of my boss at that time, one of my boss's friend saw me the way I worked. And she saw me how dedicated I am with the customers and, you know, and such and such. And my boss came up to me and said, hey, Hugo, me gustaría, mira, no quiero perderte como empleado, pero mi amiga me dijo que te ve un, que ve un gran potencial en ti y que gustaría que tú trabajes para ella dando clases de español. So I took the chance. And so I was a contractor, but I went all Francis Hall District including in Troy, Flint Hill. So, yeah, I taught in one uh, Catholic school there in Flint Hill, which is between Troy and Lake St. Louis, I mm-hmm. think. And then I even came here to St. James the Greater in Dogtown. I taught Spanish there for a whole, a whole semester. Uh, but that was not my thing. You know, I love kids dearly, but uh, I kind of find other ways to, to love kids and, you know, other stuff yeah and there, there's actually a lot that you're doing right now that we're going to come back to yep. uh, that involves kids and, and and helping the community so we'll definitely come back to that but i'm very curious about uh your thoughts mindy because uh usually our guests that we have are native spanish speakers and we talk about how important it is to be authentic to yourself 
to be bilingual, how, how much of a privilege it is and how much of an advantage it is. But I'm curious from a non-native speaking uh, speaker standpoint, how important it is, it, is it to speak Spanish, really to, just to be bilingual in the U.S.? Um, it's helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only ever, like, been not welcomed maybe once or twice. Um, but again, it's just, it's just my spirit of trying to help people. Same. That, um, like, even, even with the silliest things, like I mentioned earlier, like calling a, a leasing manager and just trying to, to translate correctly what's going on. Um, s- simple stuff like that. I'm trying to think of things that I've kind of done outside of, outside of work specifically that have helped, but, um, and like, uh, going out dancing or even, um, getting involved in community picnics and stuff like that. It's just fun. Like it's more yeah. vibrant. It's uh, <laughs> Americans sit around and drink be- beer, right? <laughs> but you go to the Puerto Rican festival and there's so much music and everybody's <laughs> bouncing around and you know, it's, it's fun. Yeah. That's really cool. I also see a theme that, so you learned English, you learned English and you learned Spanish. No. The other way around. (laughs) It's just amazing the commitment because it's so difficult, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you have to, when you're in here. Um, It's it's easy to learn in the sense of I have a book and whatnot, but to actually like live and work and go out into the world and function and excel, that's huge. Yeah. Do you ever really like, pat yourself on the back and say, darn it, you did really, really good. Or do you just kind of take it for granted that that's something that you're going to do? I think I learned myself to to cheer myself up every single day. Mm. I think that you need to put yourself first, maybe not out in the public and be like, you know, all this big, uh, you know, well guy, you know, but you definitely, you definitely need to get some credit for what you have done. You know, I think that um, we don't get that a lot, you know, from friends, from family, from yourself. But if you wake up early in the morning and the first thing you say, I look great today, I did this yesterday, and man, I cannot believe what is like more to come, you know, and I know I can achieve all of that. That set the tone and the posit- and the positivity on your, you know, on your shoulders. And then you can just like, I got everything. So, you know, I can always do it. Instead of being just kind of waiting for that approval, mm-hmm. I think people are always looking for some kind of approval from others. Yeah. And I think that is what it's holding people back all the time. Yeah. You don't need people's approval. You're your own persona. You're your own, you know, your own uh, body. Right. Your own true leader. You know, I was talking to a friend the other day and uh, you know how we all kind of look up to somebody mm-hmm. trying to be that person. I learned like a year ago. That I want to be better than yesterday myself. Wow. Yeah, that's it. I don't want to prove anybody else. I don't want to prove my mom, my brother, my dad, my neighbor. No, it's just me. I want to prove myself that I, I am a little bit better than what I was yesterday in whatever field I'm doing. You know, so I think that always kind of pushes you a little bit more. Yeah. Instead of comparing yourself, when you compare yourself, you look sideways, and it just kind of takes you outside of what you need to be focused on. I like that. So, yeah, you compare yourself, you look sideways. Yeah. yeah. So you have know, you always doing this? Right. Yeah. So have you always uh, had that drive, like internal drive? Is that something that you've developed over the years? I have developed through the years. Yeah. I was in a time where you know you always want to please people. I think we all been there. Mm-hmm. When we need some approval, we need some 
whatever people ask me to, I will say yes, just please sing whatever they wanted to. But in the inside, it's not what you want to. So like you were back uh, to your point, like you need to stand up for yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just kind of do it. You don't need that. Okay, you know, are you good at this? No, don't look for that. Look for what you believe in yourself, that you are good at it. Instead of having, and I know, you know, all the friends and family that come to us, it's with a good will that they're coming to, you know, saying, oh, you're so good at such and such, or you're so good at selling, uh -huh. you're so good at speaking, but what is it that you really want to do? Yeah. So listen to that inner voice, and then you will actually succeed on whatever you want to, not because other people approve that. Right, right. Yeah. What about you, Mindy? Do you feel like it's a big deal, or do you got to just kind of take like a grain of salt that you take in a little while? Um, I forget. I forget very easily until I meet somebody new and they're like, just today I had somebody, she goes, um, all of your posts are always in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even notice it. <laughs> I forget, you know, like, or, you know, just like another like coworker or whatever, it comes up to me and they're, oh, I just started at AutoStop, right? So I didn't walk in there saying, hey, I'm Mindy, I speak Spanish. You know, they just heard me on the phone or they saw me working with a customer, a client. And uh, I just forget how easily it comes to me. And I forget how much I have accomplished, you know, like it, for me to say that it's been 15 years is like, holy crap, yeah. <laughs> but it has been. And it was, I, I mean, my first dates with my ex-husband, we were sitting there with a dictionary. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, you know, when I first, and maybe we can relate to this, mm -hmm. I used to go to bed with a big book translator, like this size, <laughs> back when, before the iPhones came. And what we did was, what I did, you know, was I would go to bed, and that's my ex-girlfriend back in the day. It was like, you know, it was like a sweetheart kind of thing. She would text me and I would go back word by word yeah. what she said. <laughs> and then I will, so it would take me another hour and a half to text her back because <laughs> I needed to find these words again. <laughs> and put it together in a sentence. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was, so I think that pushed me to like, oh my gosh, I did it. Two sentences for the whole night. That's what yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. What's so, the challenge? So we actually have a question from one of our viewers. And her question is, uh, do, so this is a question for the two of you. Do either of you feel that life struggles pushes people to succeed? Uh, and if so, can you tell us about that? So like your own personal struggles, you, if you can just think back, you don't have to necessarily bring them up unless you want to. But do you feel that you can go back in time of, in place and think of struggle that pushed you to succeed? I mean, like you said, that internal drive, Ugo, that you developed over the years is something that you developed because of maybe things that happen, eh? Yeah, yeah, uh, should I? Mindy, you oh, go, go ahead. first? <laughs> uh, yeah, there have been some events in my life that mm -hmm. I had to, uh, you know, that push me to actually um, kind of narrow down all the, um, like, n narrow down my priorities. Mm -hmm. Let's go it that way, you know? Like how you put it. Right, you know, so you want to put first your nice car, your nice house, your, oh, now have a pool, now have an apartment, those little things, oh, now have a nice clothing and stuff, you know. I have to put that aside. Uh, so when I, uh, where I come from, uh, Dominican Republic, it's a, a third, you know, world country where it's still in developing, you know. So I didn't have all the luxury things. Yes, it was fine, but not all the... Um, so we didn't even have electricity 24-7. Let's call it that way, you know. Yeah. So it got to a point where cuando llegué aquí a Estados Unidos, 
you know, to see that, oh, wow, I can actually do laundry at any time I want to, you know, those things that now I take for granted, you know, mm-hmm. but like, if anything happened, I'm still like, okay, you know, eh, two days without shower or whatever, I'll figure it out, something, yeah. you know, I would now paranoid because my mindset is like, oh, I remember back in my day, yeah. you know, so definitely a kind of more mindful of things that, you know, in the past. And then, you know, my brother moving to college. I didn't have the actual brotherhood to hang around with. Uh, you know, you start developing new friendships. Um, some heartbreaking things. You know, you have a girlfriend. I had, you know, you're heartbroken. You got some family in Dominican Republic that are far away. Those things kind of drive you to, to kind of have the mindset or for something better and just kind of improve yourself, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, very nice. What about you, Mindy? Oh, can you tell me what the beginning of the question was? Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you feel that um, life's challenges or struggles uh, push people to succeed? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, this last year has been huge for me. Um, even just, so before I went into sales, I was in just a desk job, right? And I was... I um, wasn't happy because I was always looking for a way to use my Spanish at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the sales job opened, um, I was obviously able to translate that a little bit better to something that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so this last year has just been a huge amount of growth going from sales to now I'm a manager of the store um, and to how uh, mold that position into being a leader and helping salespeople and encouraging them, being positive for them has helped me become so much more positive in my life. And um, then like, I've, I've also come out of my shell. I, I owned a home for 12 years and I and I stayed there because I was stuck. Um, and I just moved out this year and it's been huge. I've made all these new friends. Wow. And of course now, I'm, nobody necessarily wants this, but I've changed jobs three times within the last like eight months. But um, I've met so many more people, you know, and just kind of, yeah, absolutely. There's, I've, there's been a lot of struggles o- over the last year specifically, and um, they've, they've all been good. You yeah. know, you just, you just got to remember my, my big thing kind of goes along with yours. Um, is that you, you it just keeping gratitude is that you have to have the bad to have the good. Yeah. So if you're going through something bad, you know, it's going to get better because, it, it has to <laughs> yeah, yeah. like there's a balance of everything. So, you know, like there's, um, you know, there, uh, there's always bad stuff, but if you didn't have the bad stuff, you wouldn't appreciate the good. Absolutely. I would say that to that question too, a veces siento como que cuando pasa algo malo es la puerta abriendo para que tú cambies o te, o cambies dirección para mm-hmm. algo mejor o algo bueno, porque si esa cosa mala no pasa, la probabilidad de que tú hicieras algo diferente. Yeah. So, yeah. right? so a veces esas cosas same. nos mm-hmm. empujan a seguir adelante y seguir um, tratando because something I always tell Junior with, that I don't even follow myself is that if you're not uncomfortable, you're not trying hard enough. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's part of what makes you push farther. Yeah. So let's give credit where credit is due. You've pushed yourself a lot this year. Oh, I Big have. time. Yes, you have. Big time. So credit to you. For I just got to get comfortable um, in front of the camera like Mindy, I need to <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just natural. <laughs> yeah, big time. It's a natural. So, Mindy, you said something to me that 
that you, Gabby, have mentioned in the past before, um, especially whenever you were going through some struggles uh, that you've been open about. Um, you said, what's my superpower, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, when, when we talk about being bilingual, uh, you know, you said that you didn't necessarily approach your employer and said, hey, I'm bilingual. They just heard you on the phone one day, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, that's a superpower that you have, being able to speak two languages. And understand the culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's a big part. It's not just I speak Spanish, but I understand why people don't want to apply for a loan, and I understand why they don't have credit instead of just being mad at them because they don't have it, or they don't understand. Or they right? Don't understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's. I mean, even even when I was selling cars, I had to, I had a finance background um, because I was I was a finance assistant before I went into sales, so I, I knew then how credit worked. Also, um, so even then. It, it, it was explaining the whole picture, the whole, you're buying a car, but you're also buying credit and you need to take care of it. And you need also need to do your oil changes. <laughs> yeah. So you're buying a car, but you're also buying credit. I never heard it said like that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Something you have to work on. So Ugo, back to you, uh, because you also do some volunteering. So not only are you someone who's driven from within, but you also volunteer at the World Pediatric Project. So for the people out there that don't know what that is, can you tell us a little bit more about it? Sure. Um, that's a nonprofit organization. Uh, it's based in Michigan, I believe. But we have a huge office here in St. Louis. Um, I say we now because I'm so involved now, and, and I treat the organization like as part of mine. Uh, we bring kids from all Central America, you know, um, People think of Central America, oh, it's just, you know, we just bring in kids that speak Spanish and such and such. Central America has Belize, you know, has San Lucia, has San Martin, you know, all these little islands in there that also needs um, our help, you know. So our organization brings kids with, um, you know, some... um, some have broken a bone before or something that happened in their life or they were born in such way that they need some medical treatment. So that's when WPP step up and say, here, we're going to send the team to your country. We're going to do whatever is necessary to have them treated there. And if not, if there is no other way, and then we'll bring them here to the United States, mm-hmm. you know. So I have been with the organization since the summer of 2014. Um, it was in one of those times in our life that, you know, we all have sort of been there. We are so comfortable in who we are. You know, you guys have started this podcast because, you know, something you were just too, too right here. And then so that happened to me. You know, I was assistant manager in a restaurant and moved up to manager and just friends and life and out and stuff like that but it was just right here so there was just something that i it didn't it didn't like fulfill me so mm-hmm. i started looking something what to do and to change the cycle of the latino culture i would say especially in my country we are not that much devoted to sort of others i would say mm-hmm. and so uh i seek for that and i found it and i'm glad he found me yeah you know so it changed a lot of my thinking and how to treat others and what to value, like really what is valuable, not just ephemeral, you know, something. Right. Kind of goes know. back to what you said about the mindset of being grateful. Yeah. And appreciative. Yeah. You know, so when I was little, I, I broke my arm. I, I dislocated my knee. I 
even here, actually, I went to Hidden Valley after I was, you know, old enough and I dislocated my shoulder, you know, but we never think about those things that you can go to a hospital and get some medical treatment, you know, in those kids in other countries, they, they don't have that facility or, you know, so easy to get some medical treatment. So that's when I was like, man, I was a child. I had a good childhood because I broke a bone and I complained. But at least I had the opportunity to break a bone. Kids that are born with any kind of disabilities or illness, they're not even able to do anything. You know, so I am I am very happy to be with the organization who have shown me so much love and care for others. And then you just fulfill that need besides what your personal life is. Sí. Tenemos un evento, se llama uh, Rock and Hill. It's one of the most, uh, it's one of the biggest events that we have of the year. It's now coming up this Friday, so everybody, please check it out if you can. Uh, or at least stay tuned up with my Instagram, because it's going to be everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rock and Hill, it's happening this uh, June 7th, Friday. It's an all-inclusive event. Uh, on, uh, the ticket now went up to $100, but you will get all the food you will like from actually top restaurants of the whole San Luis area. And most of our breweries are also there too. And, uh, and well, your guest here today is actually going to be also delivering some speech that night. All right. So, you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very proud. And is it a music <clears throat> presentation or? Uh, so it is a fundraiser just based on a party, just kind of having fun and gathering and food and drinks. We have two live bands, I believe. We have a silent auction. Uh, we have some signed, you know, stuff. And we have two surprises over there. Can't say much. <laughs> yeah. You have so, to be there to yes, see it. Huh? You have to be there to see it. I am part of the committee this year, so I can't really say much. But please be there. You will love it. I loved it. I have some friends that came with me last year and the year prior. And they are always coming back. Awesome. Union Station at 6.30 p.m. So uh, I will meet you guys. We also have ballet parking, so you don't need to worry about where to park. Oh, that's so convenient. Yes, yes. We managed the way around to get that. And, well, dress is summer chic, so dress some nice, wow. colorful sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that will help. Sometimes those dress codes are so hard. <laughs> yeah, summer chick, you know, you get some pop up color with you, you're great, you fit in right in. Sounds like you're also into fashion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a whole thing set up in the back. We take pictures. We actually have some of our patients. Some of the kids are going to be there with oh, us. Oh, cool. Wow. Yes, yes. We we take the whole family that is in the Ronald McDonald's house right now. A lot of them are going to come with us. Uh, vamos a pasar un momento muy agradable como en familia, mm-hmm. vamos a decir. And so everybody is going to be there, the board members, uh, some of entrepreneurs. We have a Spanish guy who's, I would like you guys to have him here one of these days. He's going to be there too. So we have like a lot, a lot of potential also collaborating with us at the same time. Very cool. Yep. And, and to get the tickets, where uh, should people go? Yes, thank you for asking. So if you go uh, on top of my head, I can't tell you, but in my Instagram, official Hugo CJ, you will see the link. I have all the details, and then you'll see the link in there. Click in there, 
um, select your uh, how many tickets you would like. It's a hundred dollar per person. Um, it's gonna be hopefully it will be listed there in the. Lo ponemos en los comentarios. Sí, ¿no? sí, lo vamos a poner okay, ahí. Los comentarios. Para que la gente lo pueda ver. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's on Friday. So, but uh, but yeah, I really hope this could catch up somebody. Yeah, I had my personal, and maybe I'm taking too much time. Sorry, man. <laughs> oh, you're, so, so one of my personal experiences after that, this is when good karma comes around. So we always hear about karma, mm -hmm. and it's rare that we think good about good karma. So I started volunteering in 2014, you know. I never told anybody about it because we have this philosophy. We have this thing saying, lo que sabe la mano izquierda que no lo sepa la derecha. <laughs> But guess what? If you don't spread the word, mm -hmm. nobody's aware of it. You know, it's something like you have to say it. And then, you know, the point is not tell me, oh, you're doing such a great job. Oh, it's good for you. Yes, and thank you. And I appreciate that, you know. But that's not the point. The point is I would like you to be involved too, you know. Mm -hmm. So... So I learned that, you know, to just kind of manage that, the ego that we all build up somehow, like, oh, I got the all the recognition. It's not about that. It's more about I want you also involved. Mm -hmm. So my cousin, after two, three years of me doing all the uh, voluntariado, todo eso, he was sick. He got sick, something. Uh, so he developed something in his, uh, uh, su cintura. His waist his waist yeah so he couldn't walk and anything and last year he was actually treated by our organization oh wow yeah after so many years that your cousin yeah. Dominican Republic yeah Miracle, and yeah. literally this was not even it was uh, you know I'm still get like all the goosebumps because mm -hmm. it's you know it's a good karma that kind of comes around mm -hmm. so we chit chat with our family we talk to them hey we volunteer at this organization please let us help you you know i know that we can submit an email just by a simple phone call because we've been there so much you know mm -hmm. and literally as soon as we did that they get the phone call paperwork went down to the Dominican Republic. they get a whole checkup visa came here san louis wow. surgery he went back now he's back again for another surgery you know and so yeah things just kind of circle around Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That was a blessing, and he's still here. He might show up, but you know, uh, the event. Uh, but he is still here, so I'm still hanging out with him for a few days before he goes back to Dominican Republic. That's cool. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for for volunteering. I know that I've I've personally volunteered too. I actually. <laughs> hey, we did we did a few times. It's always a good time to come back. Now you are enrolled. Now you're part yeah, of our family. Yeah. You know, this is so true. now you're the family. So I actually got a message from Ugo one day out of the blue on on <laughs> Facebook. Like he said, he's he's always low profile. He's been he, he had been doing this for several years already. He says, Hey, I have something cool going on, it's something different. Meet me at this place. And I was like, like messaging him, What is this place? You know, like yeah. I looked up the address, I'm do like, it's a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> It's a hospital. Like, you know, like, where am I going to a hospital? And then I get there and I'm waiting for him in the car because I trusted him. So I'm waiting for him in the car. 
And then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm inside, I'm inside. So then he comes and gets me and takes me inside. Like, no introduction, no, like, easing into it. He's like, all right, come on in, come on in. Everyone here is junior. <laughs> he's oh my, my friend, he's volunteering. He's yeah. like, yeah, though, yeah, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I But I love that I did that, you know. And at one point, you actually had four people doing it, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, four, cuatro dominicanos voluntariándose ahí. Yeah. Y conocimos a, a otros dominicanos y, y personas de diferentes países también. Yeah. So, see, what I like to do in those cases, <laughs> and I'm glad you mentioned it, it happens, <laughs> like, you know, with other friends. I throw them in the fire, and I know that you're going to get burnt one time. <laughs> and then you come back again for the same fire. <laughs> it will take two or three years, but now you got that taste. And now you got the flavor. Now you're like, man, I remember when I was... You know, I'm so comfortable. I'm bored. You know, I'm not doing anything with my life now. Yep. I get home, this and that. Oh, wait. I remember Hugo me llevó a la casa Ronald McDonald's and we did this, this and that. I'm just going to go back again. Guess what? You don't need to do the paperwork anymore because you're already in the system. You're right. You're in the system. You're enrolled. You just need to check out with whoever is, is taking care of the volunteers and everything. But that's it, you know. And you just go hang out, have a good time. Need if they need to, you know. And that's it. But at least you get that introduction. You know, that's all I want to expose people to it. Yeah, yeah that was definitely an introduction for me. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if we get the, the email, the random, <laughs> meet the me at this place. Yeah. <laughs> meet me at this place. See, see you at 4 o'clock. Don't go. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> no, for me, honestly, it was, it was really a good experience. Um, I had never done anything like it before that and I really enjoyed it it was so sano la experiencia fue como tan sana uh, como decimos nosotros like so refreshing so like healthy uh, and you really do walk out of there feeling like a million dollars like wow I actually did this and no one knew about it like the only people that knew about it of course was yeah. my wife and my daughter you know I couldn't stop talking about it to them but I love the fact that that you're doing that and that you're involving more Latinos to do volunteering because we're not known for volunteering work Yeah. Uh, so kudos to you. Gracias. Yeah, Gracias. Nada. So Mindy, vamos a hablar contigo ahora. Porque tú eres el finance manager. ¿Tienes personas latinas que se reportan a ti ahora mismo en tu compañía? They report to you. Oh, um, sí. Sí. Más o menos, yeah. Más o menos. <laughs> Más o menos latinas que reportan a ti. Oh, latinos, no, pero. Latinos, ok. Estaba pensando en, en la gente de venta. Sí. So, es la persona, yo sé que tienes el, el, el page de YouTube to inform uh, more Latinos en español. Spanish. So, mm -hmm. especialmente para la gente que habla español solamente, informando acerca del crédito. Pero si alguien te quiere contactar a ti, ¿cómo, cómo te pueden reach? Um, todos mis redes sociales son lo mismo. Mindy Pluma en Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Sí. ¿Y solamente te llaman cuando quieren comprar un carro solamente? Um, los dos cosas, si tienen preguntas como sacar un préstamo, no hay problema. Um, y por buscar un carro también. Donde estoy, tengo acceso a cinco agencias. So, tenemos más que 800 carros. So, me imagino que wow. tengo lo que están buscando. <laughs> sí, sí. Oh, wow. y, ¿Y por qué finance? You know, like, um, what attracted you to finance? Because, like, me, I'm not a numbers guy. <laughs> to me, that's not very attracting, very appealing. But, obviously, it is to you, right? Um, no, I don't do math. <laughs> um, no, son diferentes aspectos. So, uh, me gusta trabajar con la gente. Me, 
uh, tienes que conocer a la gente rapidito en financiamiento, pero en venta sí, es, un, es un proceso un poco más largo. Um, y todavía hay relaciones con los bancos que tienes que tener también. Um, es, es todo, uh, me considero muy extroverted uh, generalmente, so, uh, hay, hay días que me canso y solo quiero est estar con mis pensamientos, pero casi siempre estoy hablando con gente o um, buscando cómo conectarme en diferentes maneras. Así encontré la Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Um, como, soy horrible uno por uno, pero, um, cuando, pero si me empujo a hacerlo, uh, estoy mejorando. So you're an introvert? Um, extroverted. Extroverted. But I'm terrible at networking <laughs> like for it. some reason. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm good at work. Like, I guess when I have to do it, but I'm terrible at networking. I'm just kind of like walking around like, who do I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have an episode on networking, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Find one or two people that you know and start with them until you build your confidence. And just be you. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, go mm -hmm. de ir a conocer a la gente y presentarte a ti mismo auténticamente. No, no tratar de vender o tratar de hablar de la compañía necesariamente, sino just to be you. Y normalmente cuando ya empiezan a conocer qué haces, van a estar diciendo, ah, yo conozco a cinco personas que quieren hablar contigo, ya te conectan. Uh -huh. O at least that's what I do. Con, con Mindy, normalmente la gente me habla de carros o de préstamo. Oh, háblale a Mindy. Uh -huh. Yep, claro que sí. Hey, Mindy, tú dijiste que también uh, parte de tu trabajo es uh, uh, relationships con diferentes bancos. ¿Esos bancos están dispuestos a servir la comunidad latina, me imagino? Um, no. No, no. <laughs> um, so me imagino que la Bank of Edwardsville si tienen muchos um, si quieren ayudar la, la, porque están, están haciendo como um, préstamos de 4% por alguien sin crédito y eso creo que es magnífico mm -hmm. um, First Community Credit Union también está ayudando mucho pero no les miro como como Bank of Edwardsville siempre está en business after hours Sí. Um, pero los demás no son, o no, no les miro como haciendo los festivales, o no, no les miro como conectando sí. mucho. Yeah. Como que todavía hay como un gap entre que ellos realicen el poder de la comunidad and the buying power that we have, mm -hmm. y que vean también, porque cuando vemos, you know, we had uh, Jose Ponce on the show before, right. and he started the ITIN program for mortgages okay. with one of the banks, he was one of the first people. Pero if you look at the data, the um, how do you say no pagas? Uh, good credit history. No, no, no. Or? Like the when you don't pay the um repo or yeah, foreclosure. The foreclosure percentages with ITIN loans are like nothing. Are almost zero wow. compared yeah. to the foreclosures with social security numbers, because the Latino community is very adamant and very committed. Once mm -hmm. they get it, they do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so they make their payments on time. I mean, because the reality is that we don't not have credit because we don't have money. We don't have credit because we either don't know how to get it, we don't know how to build it. Too confusing. It's mm -hmm. too confusing, or there's language issues. Right, mm -hmm. so there's lots of reasons why we have it, but it has nothing to do with the fact that we don't have money because the money is not the issue. I don't think. Mm -hmm. um, so Absolutely. I do definitely see a, a, a lot of opportunity for the banks. 
to get more involved. And I, I, I feel like a lot of it has to do with regulations, federal government stuff. Mm -hmm. um, also the risk that they believe exists that in reality, when you look at the data, does not exist. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think more banks are coming around. Mm -hmm. um, the hard part, Junior, is that I think the banks in theory, and I'm speaking from my personal experience, in theory, the banks want to help, but they don't have the manpower to do it. So the Bank of Edward Duo is a little bit different because they have a full Spanish-speaking staff. Mm -hmm. The whole bank at the branch speaks Spanish. Right. Um, so they have the power, right? So it's not enough. Like if I go to Bank of America and I see a sign in Spanish, they probably don't have anybody that can actually speak to me once I get there. And or you would think at places like Bank of America or the bigger banks that have locations in a lot in a heavily Spanish-speaking cities mm -hmm. that they would have those products, but sometimes they just don't realize the potential of the buying power that we have, and they're not yet ready to make the investment in the community. Mm -hmm. But the opportunity is there, and the loans are, I mean, I mean the, the lower interest loans are there, You just but you also have to have your stuff together, right? So, I no me puedo enojar porque me interesa es al ocho y el de Junior es al cuatro. Porque él hizo algo diferente que yo tengo que hacer para mejorarlo al 22%. Y a veces la creemos cuando vamos a comprar una casa o un carro que no se nos da y le echamos la culpa al prestamista o al vendedor de coches. Pero en realidad hay muchas cosas que podemos hacer nosotros para mejorar el crédito. Yo no sé si a ti te pasa que te echan a ti la culpa o al prestamista. Bueno, sí, sí, no me han dicho. <risa> siempre lo escucho de los demás. Um, sí, es, es, siempre estoy diciendo eso porque es, solo tengo mi reputación. Es la única razón uh -huh. por qué van a comprar de mí. Porque eh, si alguien está hablando mal de mí, ya, ya uh, todo salió mal. Um, so intento hacer esas cosas positivas y intento um, ayudar a lo más gente que puedo. Um, so, si es el banco y el crédito y, y si entienden cómo sirve el crédito, entonces van a, van a entender cómo el costo. Ok, ponga, uh, pongamos que compran un, un carro de 15 mil. Con el interés de 20, 22%, podría ser 32, 35 mil dólares wow. con el interés. Um, y los americanos realmente no compramos de ese número. Compramos a veces el interés, negocian por el interés a veces. Um, o digan, yo no lo voy a comprar si no tengo un interés abajo de 5% o quiero ir con mi banco porque me van a dar 5% o lo que sea. Pero nunca compramos de ese, de ese número en total. Um, y los hispanos sí Or, los mexicanos específicamente siempre me dicen pues yo no quiero comprar un carro de 33 mil dólares ok, dámelo en cash entonces y, uh -huh. y no, no va a ser un cobra extra um, pero sí es um, siempre intento decir a todo el mundo el proceso um, si empiezas con un carro más barato tal vez, tal vez puedes ir con un carro de 10 mil dólares ahorita Um, y luego puedes regresar por el Corvette o el Camaro que quieres y estás pagando menos interés porque empezaste con el carro, el préstamo más pequeño. Um, o tenía un cliente que quería un, un carro de 22 mil dólares, él tenía 11 mil dólares de enganche. 
y eso salió muy bien por el banco, pero todavía como él no tenía nada, el interés de los 10 mil, el resto, todavía fue 22 por ciento. Y me dijo, así no puedo comprarlo. Y digo, well, así es. Yo no sé qué quieres que haga, pero los bancos me están diciendo eso. Sí. So, um, eh, eh, todo depende, todo el crédito de cada persona es diferente. Um, pero si sí, cuando estás empezando o cuando tal vez tienes un repo o algo mal pasó en su crédito, um, tienes que pagar por eso por un poco. Um, pero después que restableces uh, buen crédito, van a bajar los intereses otra vez. Sí. Bueno, ya saben, si tienen preguntas acerca de eso, ¿a quién va a llamar a Blindy? <risa> <risa> primero, primero que vean los videos, ¿verdad? Ajá, sí. Que vean los videos primero para informarse un poco y luego que te llamen. Si tienen más preguntas, ¿no? Uh -huh, sí. sí. Entonces, algo que nosotros hacemos cuando hacemos Roundtable Discussions, si ya han visto lo, los últimos, le preguntamos a los guests que, que, qué significa ser auténtico para ellos. Y creo que uh, ya han hablado un poco de eso durante la, la conversación que hemos tenido, pero le pregunto como quiera la misma pregunta. So, podemos, que ya empezamos contigo, Hugo. Uh, What is being authentic to you? ¿Qué significa auténtico? So, authentic for me, um, I actually created a hashtag. It's uh, do the Hugo. Oh, you know, it's just a me. Do the thing. Hugo. Do the yeah, Hugo. So, once a while, you know, when I was like, right now, even though I am involved with the organization, World Pediatric Project, but I was like a lot much more, you know, in the past. So, Even though I had a crazy busy life between friends, family, events, and whatnot, you know, I always had some time to go and do my hour of volunteer. So I guess what makes me authentic or, you know, somebody authentic is that no matter what you're doing out there, try to do something that you're passionate about it, mm -hmm. you know. So something that, you know, it can be a pottery class, you know, it can be a dance class, it can be cycling, camping, you know, something that nobody really knows that much, but like you are sort of like an expert in that area, yeah. you know. So, you know, I have hang out with friends that I never knew that they're like such good campers, you know, and all of a sudden they took me out camping. I'm like, you know how to camp? <laughs> oh, yeah, look at all of this. I'm like, what? You know, and they have like a whole background of camping that nobody knows, but it's like so authentic on their own that they own it. So that, I think, to me, is authentic. All right. I mean, la misma pregunta para ti. Um, being genuine. I feel like genuine and honesty kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And for me to be genuine, be honest to myself, is trying to help people. Um, it just comes easily. So uh, it's just something that I keep trying to do. To be genuine to yourself, be passionate about something, is what I'm picking up on. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both very much for being on the show with us. Continue to fight the good fight uh, and supporting our Latinos in the community uh, and really volunteering and giving of our time to be able to help everyone involved, right? Thank you. So yes. thank you so much for being yes, on, the, on the podcast. Uh, for those of you watching, remember we are on every single podcast platform out there. Uh, please comment on Facebook. We're going to be tagging the information, the contact information for both Mindy and Ugo to learn more about their, their line of work, but also the volunteering piece for Ugo as well. So again, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you guys yeah, for thank having you. us. Thank you. Thank you. All right.
Vamos. Okay. Yay! Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Nice job, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where's the beer now? Ahora se puede. Thank you.